Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. So what does Edgar Allan Poe have to do with Iraq? Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, is here to make that connection for us. Lincoln, remove our questions so they'll return nevermore. <laughs> well, we're both punning furiously on Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. But, you know, the fall of the house of Usher is one of his many stories, and, and the fall of the house was great into uh, the realm of horror. Yes. And I think with what's happening in Iraq and with ISIL, we're descending into that same mm. sort of... Uh, basement of terror. Yes. You and I are much of a similar age, and I know that you can remember, because I very well do, the last days of Vietnam and the fall of Saigon. Mm-hmm. It seems a great parallel now. We're sleepwalking into the same disaster. Mm-hmm. Every few days we hear a further advance of ISIL, even though the U.S. is bombing away furiously. They're advancing inexorably toward Baghdad. When Baghdad falls, that's the end of of Iraq. Mm -hmm. With the capture of Ramadi, ISIL is now uh, almost within eyeshot. They're about uh, 50, 60 miles away from downtown Baghdad. And some well-placed U.S. sources bemoaning the the collapse of the Iraqi military have said, well, we need to retrain them. And (laughs) unbelievably read in print, they said it may take a year to retrain them. There is not a year on this. There's an overrun uh, scenario there, and, and, and videos coming out of the Middle East are distressing from a religious liberty perspective, particularly distressing because we've seen images of Christians crucified, beheaded, other religious minorities persecuted in bloody fashion. So it's, it's, it's not just a political uh, upheaval and overthrow happening in that part of the world. It has a distinct religious tilt to it. And of course, the uh, Islamic State in Iraq and the Levant sees itself as a... Uh, a new caliphate. But where I think the danger is most severe is for us in the homelands. My homeland, Australia, the homeland of most of the listeners, the United States and perhaps Canada, because the authorities have already discovered that there's a strong lure of ISIL activities with young, mostly Islamic, I would presume, but many young people that follow websites and a multiple of reasons are inspired at the idea to go and join jihad or this movement and throw in their love with it. You know, when I hear about that, I, I wonder, how did we fail our young people? How did we as a society in this developed, high-tech world where we have everything we ever wanted, we're, we're not lacking for food, we're not lacking for uh, company, we're not lacking for anything— how in the world did we allow a generation of young people to even consider joining an organization like ISIS? Well, that's a question that I hope sociologists and psychologists will occupy themselves more with. Yeah. seems to me part of the answer are video games where there's gratuitous killing and yes. violence and the lure of the excitement that are certainly teenage boys like at the best of times. There's violence in our society. There's denatured religion, where uh, you know religions become sort of just very formal, and, and most young people want something that does something in their life. They want action. Yeah. 
both from life in general and certainly from religion. And we know that these uh, ISIS websites tend to draw even beyond nominal Muslims. It's young people that just want the excitement. Mm. And uh, then it's somewhat justified because it's a, a pseudo-religious endeavor. But the facts are very clear already that, that young people from all over the Western world and the, the Islamic world in the Middle East are joining. I think I mentioned on a previous program that, that when I was in Australia last summer, they noticed that Australians uh, were signing up. And I've, I've got an ABC News report from Australia from about that time frame, and it says 150 Australians among hundreds of Western fighters in the Middle East. And then they quoted the uh, Australian Foreign Minister, Julie Bishop, as saying this was happening quite widely and that she'd already removed the passports of several that had gone to uh, Syria. And since then, we've had that shooting in Texas of two uh, ISIL wannabes. We've had another case, I think also in Texas, uh, here in, in Maryland, there have been uh, at least two or three cases of young people with no other record of anything being caught at the airport trying to fly out to Turkey and then on to Syria. So it's, it's a growing phenomenon. And I just cannot point a finger at them without looking and recognizing that I have three fingers pointed back at me. And that is because our religion, our belief, our faith, our vision of God, our characterization of God has utterly failed them. And it just makes my heart break, and I just want to do something about it, but what can I do? Well, on this, I don't think anyone much has the answer, but you're hinting at it, which I know it lies in that area. There's the statement in the Bible that says, true religion is this. We need true religion, yes. not religious talk yes. or religious identity, because that's easily uh, subverted, as, as the ISIL thing shows. We have too few young people that are mostly connected to Christianity. That would inoculate someone against this call to arms. As far as a call to arms, people have forgotten, but it's a plain matter of history, that most every foreign conflict during the life of the U.S. Republic has attracted young people with a sort of a uh, political fortune-hunting mm-hmm. state of mind. Yes, they want yes, to, yes. To, to get with the action and have some fun, you know, yeah. and, or perhaps even uh, espouse a cause. The Spanish Civil War, uh, during that, there were many uh, liberal young people from the U.S. that fought on the side of the rebels. Mm-hmm. That's not unusual. Their own country doesn't usually appreciate it much, but when it's a war somewhere far away, there's not much record of the local country uh, treating its citizens as outright criminals. But here, we see correctly that ISIL has global aims, global agenda for religious violence. So any young person that's enlisting, even if they end up in Syria or go to Syria, they probably won't end up there. They will come home and start acting out the violence and the prejudice and yes. the, the religious hatred that is playing out in the Middle East. You know, Lincoln, both you and I have far too many gray hairs to be really the answer to this thing. So if there are young people listening to this program right now, wouldn't you agree that they may have the answer to helping their fellow young people want to do this? It is really in their hands. Am I on the right track here? Absolutely. And, you know, that same biblical reference to this type of thing says, you know, deeds of love and mercy. That's what it called for. And any religion most truly expresses itself by how it treats other people. And to be altruistic, to be helpful, to be community-minded, to support the widows and the orphans, that's what should inspire a young person with their idealism, to make the world anew, a better place. 
to sign up with a religious group that think that by swinging the scimitar or the uh, rocket-powered grenade that you're going to bring any goodness or kindness or religious sentiment to the world is really to not understand God or, or man, I think. And it's an illusion that young people follow. You know, I'm thinking about that uh, psychologist out in California who looks at his, his patient or his audience and says, how's that working for you? When they say, well, I do this, 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 and this, and they say, how's that working for you? I want to say to the churches of the world, to the religions of the world, how's that working for you? Look around you. That's what happens when you believe the way you believe and you say what you say and you do what you do. How's that working for you? The answer is not so good. It's time for us to make some fundamental changes. And I like what you said there, Lincoln. It's time for us individually as people to reintroduce God into our hearts, to reintroduce spirituality into our minds, to reintroduce acceptance and love and and joy into our hearts, only when we have done that can we even expect to reach young people, to keep them from joining this kind of organization, and to keep that organization from spreading around the world like a wildfire. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't myself think that ISIS or ISIL is directly attracting uh, socially uh, grounded and the average right. young person. Yeah. All the evidence I see, it attracts young people who are deeply dysfunctional on some level, either uh, feeling friendless, which admittedly comes over a young person now and then. Yes, yes. <laughs> My own daughter was bitterly <laughs> crying last night about no losing some of her friends and yeah. so on. I know that. But still, the ones that go, I think, have, have been cut off largely from society for one reason or another. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say, that, say that again. Something went really bad there. Uh, I, I think... From what I see, many of these young people that are attracted to ISIS have been totally cut off from society one way or another, either from some absolutely dysfunctional or even criminal household or getting into criminality and drug use themselves. In fact, most of the ones that have perpetrated some sort of violent act or tried to in the U.S. have been already of the criminal class. Yes, yeah, true. And just casting about for some cause to justify their present state of mind. But it still doesn't make it any less dangerous. I just don't think it's a broad-based appeal to young people. Yeah. But how many do you need? You know, a few hundred <laughs> right. in, a, in a country of hundreds of millions is still a major disruption. I think on a previous show you said there's about 15,000 ISIL members. Is that about right? That's the, the latest figure that I okay. saw. And, and about 7,000 of those are from Saudi Arabia. But, mm-hmm. but quite a few hundreds, perhaps in aggregate, about 3,000 or so have come from Western countries. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll say it again. I don't believe the real danger to the West is them going to uh, Syria. Mm-hmm. On one front, the West is probably best advised to leave that area to work out its problems. Yeah. But the problem to us is that they either come back or don't even go, yes, but decide yes, to yes, act yes. out their their religious frustration here. And as we've seen with the uh, police shootings and other reactions to other things like that in the U.S., the effect of it can be way out of proportion to the numbers involved. You know, like one policeman kills uh, one person improperly. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying that these are trumped-up things, but the waves of that injustice spread all over, right, and can disrupt whole cities. And so just a few young people acting violently and in a misdirected way on religion here could radically poison our whole society and even have huge effects on civil liberties and attitudes toward religion in general. 
If we ever wanted to be missionaries, listener, if you ever want to be a missionary, just look around you. Just go to the, go to the corner grocery store. Go to the go to the fast food restaurant. There's your mission field. There's where you'll find the need. You don't need to get on an airplane and fly to a faraway country. Just drive down to your town and look around. And you have been a missionary's kid in the faraway places. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> but your point is absolutely right on. We are facing an existential religious crisis right at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're not just saving uh, other lives or spiritual lives by reaching out. We're protecting our very uh, existence here. Because I do think this form of religious fanaticism that we're experiencing with the jihad movement, I think, threatens the very warp and woof of modern civilization. Mm, 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 mm. Serious, serious stuff. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. The website is libertymagazine.org. Check it out. Lots of good things there, resources, and these programs to listen to. Lincoln, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.